And that's like when you when, when Rab fully goes into the Kiki mode. Like that's that's yeah, full yeah. on Kiki. Kiki don't like Times Square. <laughs> Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! <laughs> this is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we break down a different record from a different artist and we find out all the all the information about it, all the secrets, all the all the things that everybody wishes they knew and we find it out and we let everyone know. What am I going on about? I don't know. Uh, my name is Tyler, way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there, neither is Jeff. Go to I go to Apple Podcasts, go rate and review us there. Um, give us five stars. Give us a positive rating, uh, review. Go do that. Go follow us on social media at Asinai Radio. And uh, thank you all for listening still to this point. Uh, we're getting into a fucking crazy and wild episode, uh, or album, I should say. And uh, and it'll be interesting, to say the least. Interesting, <laughs> to say the least. So what what are we doing today, Jeff? Go. We are doing Narkill's Narkill. <laughs> Who's that? Now get out of here. Ah, you fool, get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. You ready? You goddamn better believe it. Then take your drawers off and work your legs. Open your ass up like a keg. Let me tap it. I must have it. Mm, very fool, you are mine. I'll drink your ass like wine. And when semen pours all over your head, you know you must be dead. Scarator, I know you groove and shake it so damn good. And when you come on through my hood, I'll give you a piece of water. You very fool, I know, and I will not disagree. But there's one thing we don't like, and it starts with he. Man, oh no, I don't know which way to run or turn. Don't worry, Skeletor, your pants on fire. My cock will burn. My cock's on fire for more dick. You know, Skeletor, yes, my head is so damn thick like yours. No brain inside, just a lot of fucking fur. And if I ripped it off... You'd find a boy and call him her, right? No, Skeletor, that's not what I'd do. I'd bend you over and shoot chocolate goo in your asshole. Let me lie. Let me tell the truth. Now, who are you? I don't know. Let's break it too. Yeah, shake your ass. Come on, beast man. Take your furry fur off. Why can't it's made of fur? Bitch, well then, whack me off. Grab your hairy palms. Harry, Harry indeed. They're hairy as fuck. Break some leaves. Ah, whatever you need. Now a drunk. We'll be in jail, but I'll rape you, master. He never failed. He's always got my ass on his mind, and it's short back. And when he waxes me, he waxes all night long, and that is that. Now, beast man, beast man, what do you know about taking off your clothes? You're just a slut from down below in Castle Grayskull. Narkill formed in Westchester, Pennsylvania in 2002 by Brandon DiCamillo on vocals, Bam Margera on keyboards, Jess Margera on drums, and Rich and Rich Vos on guitar and bass. The band put out two full-length records and an unreleased album before breaking up in 2006. Narkill is also the group's first album. It came out in 2003 and features the original and only lineup of the group. Now, Jeff, what is... Um, <laughs> fucking song, dude. What is your... Um, 
what's your origin story and uh, first impressions on this record? What do you got? First of all, when we when we hay in, mm-hmm. I think I think sometimes your hays are so crisp that Discord won't pick it up. It's like hey, okay. like that. They're really really crisp. They don't pick it up. That's why I was late. I, I didn't okay because I, I can't hear the music, so I got to wait for your hay to, to come in. You're too crisp. Your hays are too crisp. I, They're paper thin. Like you're I, you're on it so I can't fast. Help it. I know. I know. I'm too perfect. I just I can't help it. <coughs> those are perfect hays. Those are those are p <coughs> phs. So you're right. Doesn't <laughs> like pulp in my throat. Hold up. Ah, okay. So, dude, I'm like so like I, I put too much lime today. I'm like salivating here. That's disgusting. Disgusting. I don't. I don't know how I got into Narkill. I just remember, at some point, we were in love with Narkill, but I don't know how mm-hmm. it started. I don't know how it happened. I mean, growing up, like we we liked CKY, and then it moved into Jackass, and like this was just kind of like our life at one point. But mm-hmm. I, I would assume that that CKY came first, and then that's how we got into Narkill. Because I definitely no, that, that had to have been it. Cause, cause, like watching CKY first and then listening to Narkill, but I don't know how Narkill got brought up. I just remember now, like throughout high school, like this was our jam. Like this is, this was fun. It still is. Fun. <laughs> it was, it was great. But I, I don't remember how it started. Like I, it just did. Well, I, I, I do remember how it started with me, and. So I, I was always a fan of Jackass, always a fan of CKY, the uh, the band and and the um, obviously the videos, and so I I love that stuff. And I remember on on the CKY videos seeing like Deco doing his thing, you know, the the rapping and all and whatever it was. I always remember that. But then I met friend of the pot Annie. I uh, met her junior year of high school, junior year of high school. So she was a senior, I was a junior. And, uh, and we met and we became friends, like quick friends. And she loved the, the CKY stuff, everything about CKY, the videos, she loved the band. And then she turned me on to Narkill. I'd never heard Narkill before. And she had their, she had bought their CD and she showed me Skeletor versus Beastman. And I just, it was the funniest thing ever. And her and I, we would listen to that record all the time with our other, a couple of our other friends. We listened to it all the time. And then I remember I bought the CD. I think I bought it at Hot Topic. I might have bought it. I think it was a Hot Topic. I bought it back ju- back in junior year, and uh, and yeah, it was just ever since then. I just this record has just been <laughs> it's it's always been played, especially Skeletor vs Beastman, because you cannot fuck with that song. It's so stupid. <laughs> so that that's my origin story with it, and I've just I've, I I always go back to this record because it's so stupid and funny. Kind of, I mean, it is offensive at points for sure. But you know, in two thousand three, two thousand four, times were very different. This and um, yeah, this album is incredibly like that term people use. This is of its time, tenfold. Yeah, this is yes. what it was like in being in high school in like the mid two thousands, early <clears throat> mid two thousands. Absolutely, this was like right or wrong, you know, problematic as it was. This is the lifestyle that we lived. Like this is what we went through. This is. This is kind of how we talked and what we did and the jokes we made. And I mean, not mm-hmm. all of it is, is, is problematic and, and, and not politically correct anymore. A lot of it is, is, is still funny. I mean, most, yeah, if no, not absolutely. all of it is still funny. And, but there's like a, even like now today, this week, 
there's an even more appreciation for Deco and just how how amazing that guy is. It is yeah, how a true entertainer. Like a fucking true entertainer. I know. It's like what a waste, man. Like fuck everybody. Like if everybody else in Jackass lore hate saying jackass lore, but that's like that encompasses kind of everybody because everybody knows the jackass mm-hmm. lore. If everybody else in jackass lore just fucked off, like Deco would, would be the best. He'd be Deco, the best. To me, to me, Deco and Knoxville, no, Deco, Knoxville, and Chris Pontius were the best parts of Jackass through and through. They were my favorites. They, Deco had like the, the wit, he had the, the quickness and just the, the improv skills. And then Knoxville just was straight up like stupid stunts. And then Chris Pontius was like the, the subtle, sarcastic, very, very dry person on the, on the cast. But they were just like, Deco and, and Pontius are always like the, the underrated ones, even though Deco was barely on Jackass. He hated it. He fucking, oh, he fucking, yeah. He, he hated, hated he hated making money for MTV. Uh-huh. And that really pissed uh-huh. him off. And that, I didn't, like, I, I, I always like knew and you, you see and you want more Deco, but you kind of forget because Jackass was a really good show and really funny. But so um, funny. I mean, we'll probably get into it at some point. But this week has been very eye-opening for me because like growing up and then skating and then going into like the BMX aspect and hanging out with the Hubbard twins and biking and stuff, like the CKY crew was what you aspired to be as a kid. Mm-hmm. But now looking back on it, it's sad, man. It is so fucking sad. And watching CKY4, because I watched CKY4 yesterday or the day before, and mm-hmm. there's a part where Bam and his dad are just kind of like wrestling, and you can see Bam like smile and laughing, and it's like heartbreaking, dude. It's so fucking sad to see like like the way Bam was and, and how excited he was to be a kid and like how fun, how much fun he was having with his dad and seeing Bam now that like downfall and you know, it's not, I, I, it is his fault, I guess. And like, he, he needs to be responsible for his own actions, but like, it just goes to show you like how much life big corporations can suck out of you and all the money they can bleed from you and everybody, but like Knoxville, like is left penniless and, and broken yeah, and yeah. beaten. It's but so also Knoxville, sad. Dude. This was Knoxville so sad. also like he did a lot of, um, a lot of movies and stuff. I mean, some of them not were not very good, but he did a lot of acting outside of Jackass. Well, he was, he was also, also like the face of Jackass. He was also very, very buddy with Tremaine and the studio yeah. that that eventually produced a lot of the other movies he was starred in. So, so he kind of he kind of like if you can't beat him, join him type of thing. He joined him. Yeah, that's he be, true. he became that's a true. suit. Whereas everyone else who they're all kids, man. Like Rab himself. I I, I was reading. <laughs> about rab like these 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 articles and these interviews that he was giving and he was like he was fucked man and i I tried to read all these before i watched the movies because i knew Mm -hmm. like the jackass curse like i knew that existed and i wanted to see what the stars had to say and then watch the movies for the first time with all of that in mind and rab had like the worst alcohol problem out of all of them no he was terrible yeah and like watching watching ck wise again this week there are so many times that I used to laugh and I still kind of laughed, but I I felt really bad laughing. And it's just, it's so sad to see these like early twenties, early twenties kids struggle so hard with alcoholism and drug problems. And then he, and then, and then Rab brought up a point too. Like you're on set for jackass and you do a stunt, you get hurt and you're already drinking 
more than like your normal person and mm-hmm. you get hurt and it hurts. And so somebody, somebody like who knows, it doesn't matter. Somebody hands you painkillers and you take like one and it helps the pain. And then you, you're still drinking your normal amount of alcohol because that's your lifestyle at this point. Yeah. And then you get hurt again. You're like, oh, fuck, I need two, t- I need two pills today. And that's how it starts. And all of a sudden now you're taking, you know, dozens of pills a day, drowning it with, you know, fucking 15, 20, 30 beers a day. And it's just like it spirals out of control. And everybody around you is also doing it. And it's just such a, man, it's so fucking terrible. And it, all the while, like the, the, the execs at MTV are just counting their millions that they're making from Jackass. And that's why mm-hmm. Deco left. That's why fucking Deco left because he didn't want no part of this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I I used to listen to uh to rap because rap had a podcast for maybe like a year and a half, not too long ago, and I listened to like the, the episodes where he had a guest on because it wasn't a very good podcast. But when he had guests on, like the the CKY guys or Jackass guys on, it was really good because they told a bunch of stories and like the behind the scenes stuff. And he was saying, like, because Viva La Bam came after Jackass, obviously. It came, I think Viva La Bam came after the second Jackass movie, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah. Deco was on that. Deco, Rake, Rab, Dunn, and Bam were on that with, you know, April and Phil and Vito and stuff like that. So it was that whole crew. And, uh, and Rab was saying, like, in 2008, I think it was when that show ended, he was saying at, like, the last episode of that when they were shooting it, he said everybody at that point, like, hated each other because they were so burnt out and the production was just so they were just so they just didn't give a shit about the cast and they just kept going and going and going and without stopping and he said it was just everybody was so burnt out and he said for a long time people didn't even talk to each other because they they just didn't like being around each other anymore yeah because they were pushed so much and then reading more like like the, the guy joe france who 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 filmed who filmed a lot of stuff with bam with the CKY videos, he was saying, yeah, after, after like 2009, everybody, or he, not everybody, but he said that he and Bam lost contact with Deco. Like Deco stopped talking to them all, all together. But then you, you, you hear like recently, like Rake and, um, and, and Rab, they, they still talk to Deco all the time. Like they're still like close with him, but Deco cut out, like he pretty much cut out Bam altogether. <laughs> And it's, and, but it seems like he cut out Dunn as well. I mean, man, like it's it's so fucking this the entire like these are kids, and and no different than like Corey Feldman, like these are kids that we've watched grow up, and they missed such a I don't know such a part of their childhood to learn how to like I don't know be adults. They went from being yeah. stupid kids to just being stupid adults, and there was no there was no like middle ground, and so. You watch these these they're like CKY one is very is very raw. It is I mean it's yeah it's cute though but it's, it's so, endearing it's so fun like it's friends it's, having it's fun like, and, and it's it is great, it's the it's small great town cutting. innocence it's great cutting they did a great job doing it but it's 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 just a bunch of kids that really had no parental supervision and had no like yeah. role models to kind of guide them and then all of a sudden Tremaine. And and the Jackass crew hooked up, and it was just like, "Hey, we're gonna throw a bunch of money at you. Now go kill yourselves." And like, literally, that's what yeah. happened. Yeah, it, it, it does give some validity to Bam's recent meltdowns, but even then, like Bam is just, dude, he's. It's so sad what's going on with him right now. 
but like nobody's helping him, and it's just it's like. Ever but since, everything I've ever everything I've done been reading. Died. But I things I've been reading, like I know, like Stevo especially has has really tried to help him out because Stevo went through all this shit too, but he became totally sober. Like I think it was like eight years ago, nine years ago now. Like he he was able to kick it all and just like completely start over and make a new life for himself. So I, I'm pretty sure Stevo has been like in the forefront of trying to help Bam, but I think Bam is one of like just watching the CKY videos again, even though I've seen them so many times before watching them now, like seeing how Bam, Bam is in the media now. I feel like Bam has always been the guy that everybody says yes to. Like everybody like bows down to Bam, especially like in, in Pennsylvania where he's from everybody he surrounds him. He surrounds himself with are all yes men. And I feel like that has just destroyed his psyche. Like nobody's telling him that he needs to fucking stop. And when they do, he like freaks out. It's just he's just not used to people saying no to him. Bam is like legit the worst part of all of this, but he's also he really the most is. tragic because his relationship, even with Phil and and uh, in April, is mm-hmm. is terrible. Like they never. It's weird. I mean, obviously we don't know everything because we only see what they film and what goes on. But True, yeah. it's just it's just like no one ever taught him what it's like to be a person. So he doesn't know what it's like to be a person. And and one of his most recent meltdowns in like 2019 were like, it's very rare where somebody who has hit rock bottom reaches out for help. Like people mm-hmm. just, people don't reach out for help as much as they should. Bam reached out for help. Like he pleaded with Dr. Phil for whatever that's worth. He pleaded for, with Dr. Phil to come and help him. Like, like Bam knows he's hit rock bomb. He doesn't know how to deal with it himself. He's never grown mm-hmm. up. Bam is like 15 years old still. And yeah, yeah him and Stevo had like a really a really cool relationship. Like like it, it, they they bonded more than than most of the other Jackass CKY crew did. And it's just like I feel so bad for Bam just because he's he's going to die alone. He's going to fucking die oh, alone. Yeah, totally. And everyone's going to be sad because Dude, then watching like this that 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 interview that Bam gave, I don't even know why I watched it because I knew I was gonna feel so sad. But I watched it anyway. The interview Bam gave after uh, Dunn died, and the first time Bam went back to the site. Oh yeah, like I don't yeah, even was... I, I don't even know why I fuck I watched it again because the first time I watched it, it was terrible. And then watching yeah, Bam was... cry again, it's just dude, it's 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 fucking insane. It is gnarly. It is crazy. Yeah, and, it was so sad. But you know, Narkill's a good band. They are, yeah. I mean, I guess bringing it back to Narkill. <laughs> I mean, we we. I mean, we're we're gonna touch upon so much of of CK the CKY videos as well as Jackass because I mean they they go hand in hand. And also, you know, there's eight nine songs on this record, and they're all like they're all improvised, they're all jokes, but they're still they're so good. And it just shows Deco bringing it back to Deco, like just showing how dude the guy is. <laughs> he's so, he's just. He's next level funny. Like there's nobody, there's nobody like Deco in in modern entertainment or in in entertainment in general. He's so unique and so weird, he is. but so forgotten and underrated. It's, it's insane. There was um there was like a uh, a video he did too. It was like an interview, but it was probably shot by like Jess or somebody, and it was like ten minutes long. And they're they're asking Deco like. This is after Narkill, just like why why he's gone, what he thinks about the jackass thing, what he thinks about getting rich and stuff. 
mm-hmm. one of the first questions they asked him because 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 Dico never flew anywhere. Like he never. I mean, he did sometimes, but he never like. Well, he he was he was afraid of flying. He was like it was well known. He was terrified of flying. That but that that's not that's not quite like exactly what it was. He just didn't like flying on MTV's dime. He didn't like flying somewhere to make MTV money. He didn't like mm-hmm. at that point. Like yeah, he didn't like flying, but at that point when they were flying them over to, you know, like Barcelona or fucking Toronto. Oh, like on Viva La Bam and stuff? Like even MTV, like they were flying them all over the States and then and doing like wherever mm-hmm. you want to go, just throwing endless amounts of money at them because no matter what, MTV knew that these kids are going to blow it anyway. And for every $100 these kids make, we're going to make 10000 And Dico, yeah. Dico acknowledged that early on. And so that's why he stopped flying. He didn't want to fly whenever MTV told him to fly because he, he said, I'm not going to make money for MTV. I'm not going to make money for corporate America. Just not going to do it. And then throughout the series, he's, he had less and less of a role. So he was almost like non-existent. Yeah, it's true. It's crazy too because I, looking back on Viva La Bam because I watched that show a lot too. That show's awful. I watched it a lot. I watched it so much. That's the worst out of the big three of the CQI, Jackass, and Viva Well, yeah, no, Bam. it's... It, no, it is the worst. It is the worst. But I, I watched it because Dico was on it a lot. That's true. He, yeah. he, he was on a lot. And then Don Vito, I mean, yeah, he, he ended up, uh, that, that whole shit show was a mess. But Don Vito on the show was very funny. And those that that was were the reasons why I watched the show was because of those two guys. But then looking back on it too, they would, uh, like uh, Bam would, would go all over the place. Like he would go all over the US, but he would also go to like Europe and and I always remember Dico never traveled with him. He Dico was only ever on the 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 Pennsylvania or maybe like New York episodes. Like he never went to Vegas when Rab got married, when Rab got married to the to the mail order bride. And then like when they went when they went to to Europe and went to Transylvania, Dico wasn't there. It was just Rab, Dunn, and uh, and Bam on that. Like he never ever traveled with them. It's crazy. Like even on that show where. You know, Deco had a lot more control on that show than he did on Jackass. But even then, he wouldn't he wouldn't go anywhere. Dude, it's just like very much on his terms. Mass respect for Deco, and I never like I knew he didn't like the light. That's why he eventually left, focus mm-hmm. on himself, his family. But I never knew how much he hated it. And then you think like, well, why did he stick around? Like, why why did he do it for so long? Like, cause his fucking friends are doing it. Like, that's, those are his those are his best friends. And maybe yeah. he, he stuck around long enough to try to like impart some of that, that that self reliance onto Bam. Like maybe he stuck around to help Bam, and just at some point he realized he he couldn't. He was beyond helping, and that's why he left like permanently. Because even Bam's completely cut off at some point. Even Dunn cut off at some point when he hurt his shoulder and almost fucking like died from that blood clot or some shit. He cut off. I don't all, remember that. I think it was after Jackass. It was before Jackass 3D. So it had been after Jackass too. Yeah, Dunn hurt his shoulder, and it didn't look like it was like that bad. But like there was like a pinch that was close to like an artery or something that went to his brain or something. Oh shit! And like a blood clot could have killed him, and so he he got like real depressed and he, he turned to like drugs and kind of like shut himself off from everybody for a couple of years. Like nobody talked to him for several years. Shit. I didn't know. I did not know that. Yeah, like this is, dude. This is, but this is like their entire world is like these guys just don't know how to how to like be normal people. I, I guess, just, I guess it, it comes down to also, you know, they were such a, a, a tightly knit group from a very, very small town in Pennsylvania where they were never like, they, they were never exposed to anything big or, 
or just on that level of MTV or anything like that. So I feel like being thrown into <laughs> literally the complete opposite world of everything that you know and grew up with and then automatically having all this money and then blowing it all like that's that's just a huge culture almost like a culture shock. That's what that's what it's like wild. that's what separates them from from Knoxville cuz Knoxville from the beginning he was an actor at the time. Yeah, from the beginning he wanted to be a movie star. He wanted to be yeah. an actor. These guys didn't even think about that. Knoxville pitched a lot of things and and his his whole initial concept was essentially just taking a beating on for for <laughs> yeah. various things and that's funny. It, it it's worked. still funny. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But like Knoxville's Knoxville wanted to be that from the beginning. Nobody else really wanted to be that from the beginning. And I think like Tremaine, like I don't I'm kind of indifferent about Jeff Tremaine, but I think he's kind of a I think he's kind of a snake. I think he took advantage of a lot of these guys too. And I think he I think was so, yeah. I think he was a middleman between MTV and everybody else. And I think as long as the money kept coming in, because I'm sure at mm-hmm. any point, like like Steve O's has said, we should do LSD. Tremaine was on it. Tremaine like had countless people who would readily bring over drugs, however much they mm-hmm. wanted at any point, without even like questioning whether or not it was morally good. And I think Tremaine is is kind of like an unsung villain in all of this. Yeah, maybe. But then you know, reading and and seeing a lot of things about it, like they they fucked with Tremaine a lot too. So Tremaine wasn't always like, you know, he wasn't, he was never really safe from the rest of the people like prank wise. You know what I mean? Like he was, I, I remember, uh, Dave England was on, um, Dave England was on Steve-O's podcast a few months ago and I was listening to that and they were talking about how, how Dave got so mad at Tremaine because he, he did some, some really stupid prank and he ended up like shitting all over his doorknob and like all over his room or some weird shit, like his hotel room when his when he had just met his wife and like like they would fuck with each other a lot like all the cast members would fuck with Tremaine all the time yeah but that's 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 prank stuff for like, what who, it's worth for what it's care. worth and and also to be fair like Dave England and and, and Danger Aaron they wouldn't even be there yeah. if it had not been for Tremaine they they had no True. affiliation with Jackass or CKY they're just snowboarders who stopped yeah. snowboarding and like they wouldn't be there with had it not been for Tremaine but Tremaine was was the middleman between the money and the crew and so you just you have to Dude, given like the amount of of poverty and the amount of money that is that is non-existent anymore from most of the guys, except for yeah. the people like Tremaine, like uh, what's the fucking other cameraman's name that's always barred from the kind of fatter dude? Oh, um, uh, Cossack or something. Oh, like Rick Cossack. Yeah, Rick Cossack. Was that his name? Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, Kossick, yeah, yeah. Him and then Knoxville. Like a lot of these guys just have no money. Like they're completely fucking broke. Mm-hmm. Like all the money or that they, was or there they, is gone. And that's that's irresponsible. It, it is, but I mean a lot of them blew it on but that doesn't, like, but that, shit, you know. That's just irresponsible, man. That is bad. Like Tremaine knows because he's he's older than a lot of these guys. He yeah. knows Even that Knoxville is irresponsible. Oldest, and that's that's bad. That like, you shouldn't be hanging around with people that are younger than you, watching them like piss their lives away and then laughing while you cash your check and while they buy like drugs and alcohol. That's just, that's being a bad human. I think that's what Tremaine is. I think just think he's a bad dude. Like, yeah, he didn't do yeah, anything, but I think he's kind of a dick. I, I, I think, yeah, I think to, to an extent he did take advantage of some of these people. I, I totally agree because I, it, I didn't, I didn't realize until today or yesterday when I was reading more about like the BAM meltdowns recently that, that Tremaine is 54 and BAM is 41. 
like 13 year yeah. age difference. Yeah. That's big. Like think about when, when, when he was brought into Jack, into the Jackass crew in 2000, what was it? 2000, 1999 when Jackass, the show started, you know, Bam had to have been 19 years old and Tremaine was already almost, he was our age essentially or almost our age. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, it's like us chilling with a 19 year old kid. 18 year old kid and just think of how dumb it, we were wild. when we were 19 that was even oh you're fucking idiots and we had no fame whatsoever like like these 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 cq the, the cky crew that had fame going over to somebody that is already kind of in the business knows how the business works has an idea for where he wants his little pet project to go has has goals and 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 you know like dates that he wants to achieve these goals to he completely took advantage of everybody I mean, yeah. in his mind, he probably thought, well, whoever he's making money, that's good. But like, at what point yeah. does making money like supersede just being a good dude? And that's true. That's what really bothers me about Tremaine. And the more I yeah. hear everybody talk, and, and, and you got to kind of sift through like the bitterness, because Bam, like the whole like restraining order against Bam yeah, from Tremaine, like that's that's on Bam. Like you shouldn't be like you shouldn't threatening be people's shit. family and shit like that. Yeah. But you, so you got to kind of sift through like the, the animosity and the bitterness. But I think at the heart of it, like Tremaine, I mean, he's not required to step up, but like he should have stepped up. He should, yeah. That's sad. It is. It is. And it, it's crazy to see like how within the CKY crew, who has come out of this like unscathed, you know, or who never had like anything tragic happen to them. So like you have Jess Margera who came out, you know, he was he was so normal. He was never crazy and wacky like the rest of the guys. Deco came out of it really well you know he he stepped away at the right time even rake did too rake stepped away and just was like he he was there here and there like on viva la bam he was actually there a lot on viva la bam but he was never like he never did anything too wild on on that or cky he was never out of control like rab and dunn and bam were like they were just out of their fucking minds all three of them and Rab barely made it out. I mean, Dunn obviously didn't, as terrible as that is. He, yeah. he didn't make it out. And, right. and Rab barely Rab barely did too. So and Man, Bam, and, and Bam is on his way out. Like, I mean, if he I don't keeps know how shit Bam up, is still alive. That, that, remember like he 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 was hospitalized for dehydration because he drank like a f- an exorbitant amount oh, of yeah, alcohol for like yeah. four days straight. And he got hospitalized because yeah. he drank no water at the time. He almost died. And this was like this <laughs> is like two thousand like fourteen. Yeah, this is after Den died. Yeah, and so I like like, dude, I don't, I don't, I just don't understand how he's even still alive. But then I, w- I was reading something else that Rab was uh, was giving an interview on, and he was talking about how he had to at some point he picked up a job as a waiter at some local Pennsylvania restaurant, and some kid mm-hmm. was kind of like, "Hey, aren't you like Rab himself?" And he was like, "Yeah," and then they kind of like made a joke like, "Why are you working here? Don't you have like millions of dollars?" And he said, "Well, I did." <laughs> And like, like the way it's he kind done, of yeah. like the way he kind of put it was was just like holy fuck, man! Like I get it, you're your own man. Like these are your decisions you're making, but fuck, mm. dude, nobody was there for you. Nobody mm-hmm. like that sad. is so sad. Yeah, very very sad. No support like, from these for these kids. What a waste! No, you're totally right. Totally right. So so let, let's get back to this album. Yeah, we, we got so much about we got a killer album for it jackass. at least. <laughs> Let's talk about Skeletor Beast Man. Let's do this. What, what do you got on this one? <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know. Like, what, what, what do you, what do you <laughs> say? The video. The there's the the, the, the vocals. The fucking the drums. The Bam. Like, even Bam does a pretty damn well job on the, on the keys. Like, it's he pretty does. good. 
<laughs> it's probably like the best thing he's ever done musically yeah. was on this song. It's pretty good. Sure. Yeah. And and the so I mean obviously the song is about like Skeletor and Beastman fighting with one another but it's all Deco doing both doing both voices and then it just it just knowing the fact that this is all like done on the spot and then the music was added after makes it so much cooler because this it, it's such a mess of a song but it <laughs> I don't know I can't even explain it it's just so dumb but it just yeah, the rhyming's really good the voices are good the song know. is the song is terrible. Like from an object, objective standpoint, the song is fucking terrible. The the keys and the drums, they don't match most of the time, if if ever. Like one will speed up while the other slows down, and and they're mm-hmm. like completely off from each other. They don't mesh well. The vocals are 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 so fucking stupid, and you can tell like when he's thinking and 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 when he just throws things out there just to have a a cheap rhyme so he can think about his next verse, but. Like that's it. Like that's what makes that's what makes us better than like any other parody band I've ever heard. <laughs> I know. It's, it's all of those bad things come together to make something actually really fucking good. Really unique. And that's what this is. It's really, really unique and really, really good. And it seems like too that there are so many moments on this record and especially this song where where Dico is always trying to find like where he can rag on Rake. Like everything is always just like, how can I get to Rake and how can I make fun of him? <laughs> and you get like halfway through this song and, and you get to the lines, Harry, Harry, indeed, they're Harry as fuck, rake some leaves, ah, whatever you need. And then he, he goes into like more explicit stuff about like, about Rake. It's just, there's always, there's always mentions of him within the songs and it's so funny. It's so stupid. It's like what makes us great too, what makes Deco so great if he doesn't rely on the beat to throw out his rhymes, there are times mm-hmm. in here where he, he's matching the beat perfect. Like the, the two men in bed, his face is getting red. red. Like that part that is on beat, but everything else generally is just kind of him like that, that free flow and stuff. And he's just kind of spitting it out without even worry about the beat. So he can mm-hmm. like dance around everything. He's a true MC. He's really, really good. He is, he is. fucking good. And then the fact that the song starts with a snarl, <laughs> on an it's aggressive just, a very aggressive, it's so aggressive snarl and it, it's so startling like it, it, what a way to open up the record and a song really and that that eh, uh, eh, like that <laughs> not get out of here it's so ugly <laughs> it's really bad <laughs> like he can't think of anything to say she's like uh, uh, <laughs> you fool get the fuck out he so, just the way he speeds up certain words too it, it's it's so fucking funny Oh my so god! Like, when we recorded, when we recorded Niddle Shins, was that like oh, junior year or fr- or senior year? I was like junior year, because that yeah. was inspired by this song. That's why that happened. Maybe it was senior year. I don't know. But I feel I'm like not that, sure. I f- no way that was senior. That had to have been like sophomore year or junior year. But if you're saying you didn't hear this until junior year, then it had to be yeah. junior year. Yeah, I, I didn't hear this until until I started hanging out with Annie, and that was my junior year. So Niddle because Niddle Shins was 100. percent because of this like that was that was like my attempt at, at being like funny like like deco <laughs> that's where the that's that where the bitch so lyric came in <laughs> a bitch is a bitch is a bitch is a bitch yeah that's yeah. when you can't it's think amazing. of something you just gotta throw something else up like that it's so stupid oh uh, and then 
I don't even. I'm I'm, just, I'm looking through the lyrics again, even though I know all the. I could I could recite this entire fucking song. The the, the line, shake your ass, come on, beast man, shake your furry fur off. I can. It's made of fur. Bitch will then whack me off. Whack like, me off. Like the, but you, but none you gotta of that say, makes like, whack, me sense. Like, no, whack me off. Whack me off. Some kind of king or something. Yeah. <laughs> just some of these lyrics make no fucking sense, but the way the way he he delivers them is just. It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. And there are times too when when he will like again match like the beat. Like so when when he comes in with now Beastman, Beastman, what do you know? That's the part where Jess kind of like double times on the hi hats and and he comes in real quick. Oh, Beastman, Beastman, what do you know about taking off your clothes? Off your clothes. And like that part starts coming in real quick, and then Bam's getting into it too. And like, dude, that is just bliss. It is so perfect, absolute perfection. It is really good. That is that is all three and of then, them like meshing together on a level that that is unmatched. And then the um, I guess I, for lack of like a better way of describing the song, like the bridge of the song, where it's just like the bass drum, and then and then Deco is saying, "Furry fool, break dance, take off your furry pants, take off your high heels, and put them in your ass." Now somebody is tiptoeing, and someone just came in, and so <laughs> Beastman's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the, it's just when like all the music stops and it's just the bass drum and he's he's saying those lines it gets me every fucking time. That's that's one of my favorite parts is that part it specifically says when he and put them in your ass because it gets really quiet and goes and put them in your ass. <laughs> and it's very like staccato and this delivery is very kind of like like very uh, as matter of fact ish. Yeah, and then and then the next line is like now somebody is tiptoeing, so he's like when he's saying that it's almost like a tiptoeing kind of like move you know yeah like he's, it's, he's it's creeping very, he's creeping it's so funny dude this guy this guy is a fucking genius he, he is a he genius is. he absolutely is every bit he was in memory in cky when they're in the cqi one when they're driving in the car and it was after they did the first fire in the hole and Tico is oh, yeah, yeah. Tico's driving and he's singing that rap. He's like da da dum, da dum, da dum, da dum. He's doing the horn thing. So good. That was all improv too. And like they all, like you can see all three of them. There's Bam, Jess, and then I think I can't remember who else. Probably Dunn or Rab in the back. And they're all looking at him like this is a normal thing that he does. And he just does yeah. it like off the cuff, just like no problem whatsoever. Like he is so good at it from day one. He is a born entertainer. I, I can't imagine what it must be like to hang out with the guy. He must just be constantly on. Like he just he just ha- he can't stop, I'm sure. It has to be exhausting at some point. <laughs> Why would you? When you're that good, you just go on forever. That's true. No, that's very true. Oh my god, dude, the guy is so fucking funny. And then the the end of the song too, it's just <laughs> he doesn't even know how to end the song and he even says that like, "Ah, beast man, do you know how to end the song?" And then it's just like grunts and snarls and that's it. And like giggles. And then and they're grunts. laughing. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. It's so it it it's like a perfect a perfect improv song or just on the spot song. It it could be like I mean like uh, Whose Lines Anyways is like the improv show. And there's been a lot of really funny moments and that's a really great show, but this could be like the best But that show hasn't held up. Honestly, I haven't watched it. You're right. I haven't watched it in that show is fucking does ten not years. This is not that funny anymore. No, no way. No way. It's not, dude. It's not. I, I watched so it a few hard years. in high school. No way. I know. I did too. But I, a few years ago, I, I watched it. Or I watched a few a few things from it, and I just it was not funny. What? 
Don't say it was that. not funny. I'm gonna keep dude. pretending that it was hilarious. Don't I don't like that. It was not funny. I'm sorry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna put my head in the sand on this one. It's one of the it's one of those few things that just has what? not has not aged well. Not not content wise, just like that shit is just not funny. It was funny twenty five years ago, twenty, twenty five years ago, but yeah, it's not funny anymore. I remember for like like six months to a year, like the entire year in drama class, all I wanted to do was play Whose Lines Anyway to our substitute teacher. I know. And she never did. And then the one day she finally relented after months of badgering. I didn't want to play it. I know. And it ended up being terrible. Because <laughs> everyone took the class so fucking serious. Like, nobody wanted to have fun. I was so stupid. But this this is like, Skeletor Beast Man could be like the greatest improv thing that's ever been done. I think I think you're probably right with that. Uh, should we Should we get into another song? Or what do you want to do? Uh yeah that's that's fine I mean I we could probably get into like Mustard Man I guess would be the second biggest song yeah I mean what so do you wait do you have any stinkers on this no I don't have any stinkers no I I don't either uh do you have so I assume Skeletor is your your biggest banger right yeah Skeletor is my biggest banger that's my that's my one B so then what what's your what's your two B then uh my two B is a a rap dance party. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> just, just because it's so fucking gross and offensive and but I just it's so funny. I don't even I, I can't help it. I can't help it. It's just it brings back so many memories and yeah. over the years like just listening to this album over and over and how like that's the ending to this album. And you kinda like like rock 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 is good. It's good. I wouldn't say it's it's like a it's an okay song. It's a little bit above an okay what? song. Okay, but, but then you hit a rap dance party and like that intro is just like even as like a it's kid so it was bad. like wow, I can't believe he went that long for that. <laughs> I know it's it's bad, it's so bad. Even on, even on like the CKY videos, there are moments when he he does the he pulls his shit like in drive-throughs and stuff. I think it was like CKY three. He goes through a drive-through and he he puts on this voice and I'm like, dude, I'm thinking Jesus <laughs> well, Christ, well, this shit would it was bad then. <laughs> it definitely does not fly now. There's, I mean, like, but you could, there's still, there's still humor in it. You know, you can still find yeah, like yeah. humor in, and people that found this funny at that time, I guess. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's a part like CQY three or CQY four where like, actually one of the only times you ever see Deco skating and he drops into Bam's half pipe <laughs> oh, yeah. and he's wearing that like full on fucking like, like the stereotypical Arabian I don't even know. He's wearing like, the turban. He's wearing the turban, the robes. Like, yes. Yeah. The sandals, yeah. everything. Yeah. And he says something. I can't remember what he says, but he says something along either. the lines of the intro to this song and then drops in and immediately fucking face plants. Just eats shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, it's so bad. Like you never see him skate. And the one time you do, he just eats complete shit. That's right. Huh? He never skates. Neither does Rab. Rab and Deco never skate. <laughs> even Dunn. Dunn always, he always rode a bike. He never skated. You know, like uh, Dunn, whatever for whatever it's worth. I think Dunn, like if you just looked at him, he rivals Knoxville just in like pure coolness. Dunn looks yeah, he, cool. He does look cool. Yeah, the style, the way he walks, even the way he, he smokes talks. his cigarettes. Like, I, dude, I would smoke yeah. if I looked like Dunn. I would. <laughs> I would. Like, he just but looks honestly, so nobody cool. Nobody looks as cool as Johnny Knoxville. It's hard. It's hard because Knoxville does look really fucking cool. It's <laughs> everything so about him is just cool. Exactly. And he's so funny, too. That's the thing that like, really adds to it. Everything about he's Knoxville hilarious. is so iconic. Like his sunken fucking sockets in his eyes, his, his glasses, his little 
his little faux hawk, his skinny but long body, his converse. It's just yeah. like everything is so fucking unique to him. It's crazy. <laughs> you know what? I don't. I I just got to bring this up because it's so stupid. And like I think about this almost every day. Is is the is the opening to every Jackass episode? And at, at the very end, it's when Johnny Knoxville's at the Come car wash, wash naked. Back. Come wash my back. Come wash so my back. Good. I don't know why it's not even funny, but the way he says it. I can't even explain it. Oh, but like I think about it almost naked. every day. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like at a car wash. Come wash my back. <laughs> it's so dumb. Good times. Oh, this fucking show. Anyway, should we play uh, Arab Dance Party? Yeah. Or no? you know, that's whatever do we you want, want to. Do, kid. Whatever you want to do. Nah. Nah, well, nah. Let's not play it. This is, this, this is the point in the pod where we're really considering whether or not we're going to like delve into being like true and playing the music and kind of keeping it like objective and separating the artist from the music type of thing, but then also being yeah. responsible podcasters. Yeah. Right? This is, this is probably the, is, the toughest, the toughest we, we've, we've had to be on the pod, morally speaking. I, I mean, guess. I'm just saying we, we recognize what is wrong. We do. We've grown from <laughs> it. Yeah. But most importantly, like Deco has grown from it. Like the person singing the song has grown from it. So yeah. I I, th- I think you can make past mistakes and grow from it, but still acknowledge that those past mistakes and still still find good in those past mistakes because if you never made them, then you would never grow as a human being. True. That's that's a very good point. It's a very good point. But we don't have to play. We can play Mustard Man. <laughs> you really want to play Mustard Man? Mustard Man's so good. Mustard Man's my three B. I don't even care. Like Mustard Man, my three B. It that's is really uh, your three B. It is so fucking funny. Everything about Mustard Man is great because it involves like Rake. And then that that, that scene in I think CKY2K where Rake is underneath a tree the first time we see that. And like I don't even know who's playing that vulture, but somebody's playing a vulture in the tree. It's Ryan, it's Ryan. It's Ryan Dunn playing. Is it? Yeah, it's done. And he has his pants down, so only his buttocks is showing. And he squats down like he's gonna poop, but then it cuts to Rake Yon's face and they grab like a the most massive like glob of pudding you could possibly think of. Like imagine like Andre the giant cupping both hands together and then throwing that <laughs> like pudding thing on Raycon's face. And it lands so perfectly on his face. And he like smears it with his left hand. He like wipes it and he goes, Oh and his teeth are already kind of like fucked him. up. It's not even him screaming. It's it's no. Deco yes. screaming because Deco does all the overdubs on. Yes, it. exactly. So it's so fucking stupid because it doesn't even match like what his lips are doing, and like Raytheon is just man. He's such a character in himself. Like his his yeah. look is such a character. I love Raytheon. <laughs> I do too. So if, we'll we'll get more into into Rake and and then kind of the whole story with the mustard. So but I'm gonna play Mustard Man first because it's too good. So here it is uh, from Narkill. Oh, 
when I shit, when I try to run away. Mustard man with me with his mustard chain and his mustard seeds. Pissed in my face and I bleed. Mustard disease. You think it's hot, but try on these jeans. Made of wicked and they got horse fleas. Mustard in my dreams. Whoa, mustard god, I'm on my knees. Blowing for you, it's hot. I feel pleasure, won't you please? Serve me twice tonight, I need. Woo woo. Like I said, up in my head, jam them with some sugar cane. Pleasure so good, and I fear the pain. Woo woo, mustard makes me cry. I hate it. Suicide. I'd rather die than eat mustard flies in a bowl of shit stinks, not die. You don't know how it feels to have a girl break my heart and rip it out into mustard. She'd rather fuck mustard. There it is, Mustard Man from Narkill. <laughs> it's such an ugly like impersonation of it, of Rake. Because Rake does not sound like that at all. He's, he's such a dick. They're so fucking mean to him. It's so funny. I love I know. it. Love it. And then and then come to find out like Rake is like some crazy chemist and he does like all kinds of weird shit with chemicals. And then that's the reason why he hates mustard so much because he knows what, I guess like he knows what's in it and like how that shit is not good for you. So he's just like, he just, just hates mustard so much. And then there was, there was, I don't know if it was, it wasn't CKY. I think it was Viva La Bam maybe. And they, they end up throwing mustard on, on Rake, like a bunch of mustard on him and he just fucking loses it. Yeah. That was, that, was it, was it Viva La Bam? Yeah, that was Viva La Bam. Yeah. That's what <laughs> It's yeah. so stupid. It's well, so stupid. I mean, mustard is, is fucking disgusting for one. So very small amounts, it's okay. Yeah, you're crazy. Very, very small amounts. I will th- I will throw away a house if I see mustard in it. I will. I'll be gone. You'll throw away a house? What? Yeah, it'll be gone. I hate mustard. Mustard is disgusting. Foul. Uh but damn the the song is it's so good. It's so funny. This song is a, like musically. This song is is better than Skeletor. They like like uh, uh, Bam and and Jess mesh mm-hmm. well better than they do in Skeletor. Skeletor is, is very disjointed. This one like musically is better. I think. Well, yeah, I, I think it's also because Deco is playing one character rather than two, so I feel like that kind of like threw him off in Skeletor because he he was he was essentially battling with himself. Think about that too. Well, it was never, like a I rap never, battle, but I, battling with himself. I never watched He Man, but Skeletor, Skeletor is like the main bad guy, right? Yeah, he was. Who's Beast Man? I don't, I don't remember uh, at all. I watched it a little bit growing up, but I don't, I don't remember. It was, it was a little bit before our time, so like it wasn't like that wasn't yeah. that, like a prime time Saturday morning cartoon for us. Yeah, exactly. But like this, the songs about like like Skeletor and Beast Man wanting to have like relationships with each other. But I don't know That's who Beastman yeah. is. But I yeah, Beastman has to be like, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know. But I think Jess picked up on it and was trying to play to that. But I think Bam was just playing, and that's why it was a little <laughs> disjointed. Yeah. He's, yeah, I mean, he's not a musician, so no, no fault to him. But it's like this. This this was cohesively better. A good song, though. but it was it was a little bit more annoying because his his rake impression on this was really extreme. But it was still. It's great. I think it's really funny. You know the ending to um, uh, what is the Ramstein the Rams Ramstein song 
that ends with a boop. Is it Duhast? A boop, the little keyboard. Boop, boop, yeah, boop. it's Duhast. Yeah, that's like that's what that reminds me of this song actually. Boop, boop, yeah, boop, I can hear that a little bit. A little, uh, definitely a lot more gritty. But what, what I is can hear it. is Skeletor your 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 one B? Yeah, Skeletor is my one B. Yeah. What's your two B? I got erection. Huh. The the Turbo Negro cover, okay. which I didn't even know was a cover until this week. I had no idea. And the, this song. <laughs> It starts off with his, his Jean-Claude Van Damme impression. And then he goes into <laughs> that like deep guttural, like, I don't even want to, it's not even death metal. It's just like this, it's his own sound. It doesn't sound that good, but it's so funny and mixed with the lyrics and then the catchy woes. This, it's such a solid song through and through. It's so funny. And then I listened to the Turbo Negro version this week and it just, it's, it's nothing compared to this. It's not even funny compared to this. It's just, huh. it's unreal. I don't think it's supposed to be funny. I don't think so either, but I, I don't know. Just he, after hearing, I've heard this song. I don't even, can't even tell you how many times I've heard this song. And then hearing Turbo Negro, it was such a, it was so underwhelming. I mean, I got erection is just, it's, it's so funny. It's definitely not supposed to be funny, but it's the Turbo Negro version was, was cool. I never really got into them too much, but yeah, same here. I never did either, but fun. there's some good lines in this one. Uh, I mean, Ring my ding and suck my dong. <laughs> it's it, that it makes me laugh every time. Um, and then when when you know he's saying something, and then people in the background are like, they're agreeing with him, and then it gets to the point where <laughs> they they're just like, oh okay, I don't know. <laughs> I was, he says, um, what does he say? I think of cheese. I think of mud. Yeah, yeah. I think of cheese. I think of mud. Erection. And then people are like going like, what? It's it's just he just says the dumbest fucking shit in the song. I love it, but it's really good. I lo- I like this song a lot. So, should I play a little bit of it? It's it's uh yeah, play a little bit. I was I was I wouldn't say it's kind of interesting that like Bam's Bam's love for like Norwegian or Finland era or or geographical bands like started here because Turbo, Turbo Negro is from Finland or Norway. Yeah. So that's that's because remember like Bam had that obsession with him, and then yeah, it was so weird. I I don't get that. Him and not, they're not a good band. Well, I I remember at the time too. Like even after high school, friend of the pod Pierce was a real big fan of him, and I think it was just because he liked CKY. I think so too. But at that time, I really tried to like him, and I listened to like a lot of it, and it's not good. It's not. What was the Wings of a Butterfly? What was that song? Dan, 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 dan. What was that? The song was Come so bad. Love, let me love. I, I did not get the band at all. Yeah, was that was that what it was? Wings of a Butterfly? Something like something about a butterfly. Wings of butterfly. Rip rip off the wings of a butterfly or something. Because <laughs> you're a cool guy. Suicide notes and butterfly kisses. But 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 Turbo Negro was cool. They had that song, uh, "All My Friends Are Dead." Remember we used to play that shit all the time after high school. Oh uh, yeah, Kevin's party. Yeah, all my friends are dead. That's a good song. That's a really good song, dude. Killer song. It really is. So yeah, like I don't know. This was, I guess, like the beginning of. I, I guess Bam loved because this had to have been like a Bam thing because Bam was a long time lover of Norwegian heavier yeah. stuff. So that's oh, that's kind of interesting. Never really Turbo thought about Negro, that this week. They were on. They were on Viva La Bam on one episode. When when Bam was trying to get make it so Phil would stop eating food, so then he put like, up like billboards everywhere and made shirts and made sure nobody would feed Phil, <laughs> and then tur- and then they went to a Turbo Negro show and then they made sure nobody fed Phil at the show. That's right. 
<laughs> it was really stupid. That was no. Really that was stupid. a good episode, though. That was funny. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. That was funny. Oh, poor Phil. Poor Phil. Huh. Okay, so here's a here's I got erection from uh, from Narkill. Oh yeah, hey, you know this is uh, uh, what you don't. Yeah, well it's Van Dam, baby, and I'm damn delicious. So you know, get ready tonight. Take off your pants, baby. Time I walk down the street, erection. Oh, I see a woman I like a bit, erection. I think of cheese, I think of mud, erection. Erection. I think of blood, I think of love, erection. No reason to moan or whine Erection It's what I'll slip to you In some time Infection Promise me you love me long Erection Ring my ding and suck my dong Erection <laughs> There's a bit of I got erection Dude, every time I hear that line, it just I, I can't help but laugh. And then another line too, which I I still think is so funny, is when he says, "It's erection infection. It's true. I've got a big dick collection." <laughs> <laughs> it's so collection, dick collection. Oh my god, it's so funny. Is is Jean Claude Van Damme from Norway or Finland? No, he's I think he's Swedish. Well, I mean, it's all in the same area, but I think he's Swedish oh. or Dutch. I don't know. Let's see. Let, let's see. Jean-Claude Van Damme. He might be. I think he's Dutch. Because that would be crazy if it's all like even more intertwined to like the Finland, Norway lore. Yeah. No, he's from Brussels. Oh, he's the muscles uh, from Brussels. Muscle. Oh, that's right. Of course. The muscles from that's Brussels. Brussels. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. so good. Okay. That's such there an awesome go. nickname. <laughs> I know. That's so cool. Only one person can have it. That's very, very true. That's so cool. Good for him. He did good. Yep. It's from Belgium, baby. Muscles from Brussels. Okay. I got an erection. Now. That's okay. All right. Uh, that's a it's a it's a really funny song and that's a banger. just the, the the way he transitions into the into the, the guttural sound, it's so funny. I don't know. So what 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 do you got? What else you got? No, that was that was uh that was it, I guess. Yeah. Oh, that's all you got? I mean there's not much to it, yeah. <laughs> what about a uh, pantyhose porn shop? Grandpa, grandpa. That was that was a <laughs> someone stole Mondies. Th- that was an early quotable song that that we did like like early in our 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 career oh. with Narkill. That grandpa's or someone stole my undies. <laughs> like do you remember? So do you remember us quoting that like long long time ago? I I do remember us talking about it. Yeah. And that doing was, that or talking about it. That was one we constantly did, but that was dude, that is so fucking funny. It's it's so stupid. It's I mean it's 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 just a story essentially. It's not even like mm-hmm. anything really more than that. And it's 
It's so dumb. Like you can clearly it tell is. like he's he's trying real real hard to just be so annoying. Like the <laughs> the shave off my pubic fucking hair, watch me fight a grizzly bear. Like that's so dumb. It's so stupid. And then when he when he like screams like when he screams woo and just like yells, woo. it's so it's so loud that it like you could tell like he's blowing out the microphone. He's just it's such a mess of a song, but he doesn't stop in the song. It's just, he keeps going line after line. Like, like at least with the other songs, there's always breaks or there's something where there, there's some instrumental break or whatever, but this one, he just keeps going and going and going. <laughs> oh my God. It's so funny. This one makes me laugh every time I hear it too. I, it's, it's, it's those th- first three songs. The first three songs just, they get me every time. I it's think so that's funny. what it is. I, I I think I think Mustard Man like I don't really laugh a lot at Mustard Man. I just think it's a really cool song. Yeah. But you're right. Like the first three are are definitely like there's no way you can not laugh. Yeah, and, and they're all so different. They're all so different sounding. Yeah, it's you cool. go from like a slower, almost like a hip hop type of thing in Skeletor, and then a fast punk song, and then you get to a more storytelling type <laughs> song like, here twangy acoustic guitars <laughs> and he's singing with like the, that hillbilly accent every <laughs> accent he has on these three songs even up through mustard I mean, every song like so pantyhose porn shop is like the hillbilly mustard man is his rakeon swab the deck is his pirate like oh, dude, the first so five songs funny. right there the first five songs are all just like wildly different accents <laughs> <laughs> i'll just <laughs> think so about stupid. the yar har hard part swab the Show deck yar har har <laughs> Oh man, that's like that mystical song when I shake your ass, shake your ass. Oh yes, but Swap not but way funnier. Har har. You know that song, "Swab the Deck" is probably a play on that mystical song. Oh, it could be. It kind of because now that you say that, it kind of does sound similar. I mean, it's probably a play on that song. They both came out. I mean, I think the mystical song probably came out around the year two thousand. Yeah, so like a few years prior, shake it has ass. to be. It's a good song though. Watch yourself. Yar har, half <laughs> the same fucking song. Oh man, it's so stupid. Now swap oh. my dick. <laughs> I, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play a little bit of swap the deck because it's it's too good. Here we go. Yar har, swap my deck. Yar show me how you're mopping it. Wash your deck. Show it good. Wax that ass, my legs of wood. Yahahar, show me how you clean. Show me how you walk the plank, my queen. Yahahar, show me what you're doing. Yahahar, show me how you're doing it. Yahahar, show me how to polish off a wood made log in your ass in a fire. Yahahar, show me what you're working with. Yahahar, show me how to swap my deck. Yahahar, yahahar, swap my deck in my backyard. Yahahar. There you go. There, there's a bit of swap. <laughs> swap it. <laughs> I always forget, like how after every line he says "yar har har." <laughs> after every line. It, it's so fucking funny. It's it's like so demeaning. It's so <laughs> gross. It's it is. It's bad. <laughs> it's, 
Oh my god, I can't I can't help it. And I swab my dick. So fucking stupid. Oh. Show oh me how to god. polish off a wood made log in your ass in a fire. <laughs> what? What does that even mean? I don't know. It's just like a stream of words just so we can say ass and then like wood and log. <laughs> Man, what a fucking waste, dude. This guy is so fucking talented. He's so good. He was he's so good. And I was I was listening to I was listening to Rab's podcast, like I was saying. Oh no, Rab was on Steve O's podcast. That's what it was. And they were talking about Deco and, and Steve was saying like how much he missed him and how they, they got along so well and they, they had so much fun together. And uh, and so he was asking Rab about it, and Rab's like, "Yeah, I, I see him all the time. We're still really good friends." And he's saying, every, he said every time he goes over to Digo's house, Digo always says oh, he's so excited. He's like, "Oh, come watch, come watch these videos I made, or come listen to this stuff I made." And and Rab listens to it, and he always tell, he apparently he always tells Digo like, "You got to put this out. Like this is really funny stuff." And Digo's like, "Nah, I just do it for myself. I, I, nobody needs to see." Damn. Like, according to Reb, he has just this, like, stockpile of just stuff, videos, audio that is just sitting there for nothing, like, just for no, nobody except for Deco. It's crazy. It's I, it's crazy to me. He just, con- he's continually just making stuff, but never releases it. Man, it's <sighs> like, it's, I'm so torn. Like, on the one hand, I think it's, it's just such a waste of talent. But on the other yeah. hand, it's it's like he does it for himself, and I, you, like you gotta respect it. And yeah, it's, true. It's it's like one of the guy's brothers, like one of my neighbors. His brother is like a fantastic drummer, a really good guitarist. Plays trombone, plays the violin, can do fucking everything. But then mm. like operates a forklift at barely minimum wage for a living, and it's and like he won't get into like studio work, and he won't do anything because. He just doesn't want to, and he makes a decent amount, like operating a forklift. And it's, it's like on the one hand you think like, dude, you have so much talent that is going to waste. But yeah. then on the other hand, it's, it's like that's not, it's not your talent, right? It's his talent. Let let him do what he wants with it. True, but it's it's so shitty seeing things just being wasted. I guess, or it's just our own selfishness because we want we want to hear. No, we it's true. Hear it, you know. No, it's true. Is it is it is it is it more like I want to hear more of Deco, or is it like I want to hear more of Deco because I'm tired of hearing all of the other and then list off 45 other bullshit things you constantly hear? No, I don't think it's that. I think it's just we want to hear Deco because he is so funny. We all know how funny he is, in spite of all the other bullshit on the shows and everything like that. Like Deco was the he was the star, and then even even like looking watching all the CKYs this week, which we, we both did, you can see the progression throughout them, how, how Deco kind of drops off as you progress through the four, the four videos. Like the first video, it was all Deco and Bam. Like that was it. Deco, Bam with some other skaters and that's it. And then, and then CKY2K came along and that's when Rab and Ryan Dunn became more of, more of a cast. And then three and four, Deco was like maybe in half of it and then the rest was like bam skating and then rab done and some rake but Deco was just you could just totally see him being cut out i don't know if that was intentional or on i don't know yeah no it's it's it's, a shame it's hard to say like whether or not it was intentional or not because you probably would like to think that it's intentional because even cky ford that they still reused a lot of footage all of the cky movies are just reusing footage to all, all of the footage they think is best 
that is going to make them more more popular. So all of the best things that they're putting in there. Because CQY4 had footage from CQY1 and 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. And so you, you'd think that that if Dika wanted to be there, like he could. He could he could he could smoke all of those guys. Like he, oh, he's yeah. he's funnier than all of them put together. So if he wanted to be there, he would be there. But then oh, I hate to I hate to rag on Bam so much, but like you notice the more Bam doesn't wear a shirt, the more douchey he gets. And CQY1, <laughs> true, yeah. he always had a shirt on. CQY2, mm-hmm. it was like a sleeveless tank. CQY3, shirtless a lot. And then CQY4, it was like full on that like that jacket that he wore, you know, that big overcoat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the overcoat. But then yeah, with no with shirt. Yeah, and that, like a scarf. You know? That's ultra douche with a top mm-hmm. hat. Like that is just yeah, ultra douche. And His style was the worst. It was terrible. And he's just like, so er- dude, bad. everything about Bam was so bad. You're right, though. His style was so awful. Like, the word biter. Remember, he used to call people biters. Like when you copied somebody, you're what? a biter. You never call somebody a biter. I I don't remember that at all. No. You never call people biters. No. It was like a Mexican Posers. thing. No, Posers, poser was like you, you're trying to like be somebody else. But biter yeah. when like you you're like trying to copy somebody else without like actually you know, making it known. We were like a Mexican no. thing. I don't know. Like a lot of people at, at like Kramer and Real Vista used to call each other biters. Like you're a biter, dude. Like, <laughs> like I, a, I don't. I never heard that. Like a biter is somebody that would like dress one way someday, and the next day he would be dressed as like Bam Margera the next, and then like start acting like Bam Margera. And like, dude, you're, okay. like, you're biting fucking Bam. Like that's what you're doing. But that's what that's what that's Bam so was. Bad. Bam Bam was like biting everybody, like him and and that 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 group of people. True, but then he also. I mean, I think it got to the point where his style was his own style. He did take from a lot, but then at some point it was the Bam style. Just because it was, he popularized it. He didn't start it or anything. He just, I guess, popularized it. Yeah, true, true. But even like the band him, like, like I, I didn't know this until rewatching the CKY four t- uh, yesterday, that Jimmy Pop was the one that helped them sign to like a major label out here and get him popularity out here, according to CKY four. I don't know if that's true or not, but it probably to, is. According to CKY four, Jimmy Pop's the reason why him was even uh, an American thought. And so then watching that that interaction between Jimmy Pop, Bam, and fucking two other people in the bar, and they're just slapping mm-hmm. each other in the middle of the bar, and it's like, like clearly Bam's like slapping people harder. He's doing it faster. He has to get yeah. the last slap, and it's like, dude, he's still doing, Bam, still being Bam. Yeah, it's very. And he's very not even Bam. He's fucking Brandon. I ain't calling him Bam. <laughs> fucking not his real name. Dumb. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to talk too much, too bad about Bam. Cause I mean, without Bam, this shit would not have existed. Honestly. No, I mean, he, he, even though he was, he was the least funny of the group. He was the one, the most ambitious of the group and he knew how to edit video well. And, and somebody made a good point, which I never really thought about until this week was that the CKY videos were like the original, the original like vine and TikTok. Because when you, especially the first CKY, all of the all of the things were ten, like fifteen seconds and under, yeah. lengthwise. Like every single thing, every most of the skits, every skate part, every prank was fifteen seconds or less. Like so it was very very flashy. It was very constantly on the move. And but then once Jackass hit, the stunts were much longer. The bits were much longer. But CKY was the original version of what. It, modern like social media is 
the biggest the instant gratification of it all the the biggest difference between CKY and Jackass CKY turned into this but there is no intros like hey I'm Johnny Knoxville and this is the bull whatever I'm True, I'm Bam Margera yeah. and this is you know CKY was just it just jumped into it there was no four second intro and when mm-hmm. you're talking about like a ten second clip that four seconds cuts or adds almost like twenty five to fifty percent of the total time True, so yeah. CKY one was just like wham bam one after the other but that's <laughs> That's right. That's that's what they did. It's yeah. I I never thought about that until this week. But it. I mean, that was probably one reason why it was so successful, because it there was no there was no downtime. There was no moment for you to just kind of like sit back and relax and like for filler. You know, there was no filler on the at least the first CKY. No filler. It was just one thing after that. When it when it wasn't a prank or a, or a very short skit, it was like skateboarders crashing. So you'd have like one skate like you'd have bam like you know, eating shit like three or four times, and then you'd have him landing the trick finally. You're like, okay, that's that's like, that's the, the outcome of like all the fuck ups. And then you'll go to another skater doing the same thing. And it's just, Bam was a genius at the time. Like the See, way he edited edited these videos, he was very ahead of his time. That in its of itself, like I watched a lot of skate videos in the 90s mm-hmm. and that wasn't the norm. The norm was you would see somebody fall like 10% of the time. Yeah. But 90% would be them landing the trick over and over and a little different variations. Mm-hmm. Whereas in CKY, it would be 90% fails, whereas 10% <laughs> would true. be like them landing the trick. But it wouldn't even be like fail, 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 land the trick and the cut. It would be like fail, fail, land the trick, fail, fail, fail. Fast forward that fail, you know, tenfold. So it's really funny. And then end the yeah. cut. And that's or nobody or did they, or, that. And also, what they what, what he would do when he edited was like if it was like a really nasty fall and somebody would make a weird noise, he would replay that that short oh, clip oh, of them oh, oh, oh. that just that sound like five or six times, and it was just it's so simple, but it's so funny. But that's that's uh, like that's nobody was doing that at the time. All, all of the yeah. skate videos, I mean, the fucking like literally hundreds of skate videos that I watched. Nobody did that. That was not the norm. Yeah, no, you're like, totally why, right. Why would you like? You, like you're trying to get sponsored by sponsored by Identity, your local Buena Park board shop. Like, why would you submit a video where you just fucking fall a bunch of times? Yeah, you wouldn't. You would never do that. That that's not. You would never be sponsored. So you're right. Like Bam, Bam was definitely he was definitely the mastermind behind this, and he's kind of like the Jerry Seinfeld of the group. Like Jerry. Wa- watching Dunn and, and and Rab hang out it'd be kind of weird without mm-hmm. Bam there. Watching Deco yeah. and like. Rab hang out without Bam that would be kind of weird like Bam is just a he's like the worst member but also the most important member I, it's it's a very very strange dynamic between all of them it was like it was like having you and Pat hang out prior to your <laughs> Sequoia trip our Sequoia trip yeah like that like what Tyler and Pat are going on a trip together what the fuck <laughs> like that was everybody was so surprised dude that shocked our group to this core Everybody. Even to this day, you're bringing it up now. This is like over P- 10 years because ago. Because pe- people still, like deep down in their hearts of hearts, they still think it's bizarre <laughs> that you guys did that. It's weird. I even think it was too. It was weird. <laughs> but it was fun. I had to, it was a blast. But it's just one of those but, things like, like that happens a lot. You know, it's just you, there's that middle ground friend that you, sometimes yeah. you need there. And, and but Bam, <laughs> I, I see, totally Bam, Bam made sure to never be replaceable. Whereas, mm-hmm. like the middle ground friend, whoever it was for you and Pat, nobody cared to be there. Like you, like people allowed you to do that on your own and encouraged you to do it on your own. Whereas Bam would never let 
Dunn and Deco hang out without Bam. Bam made sure True, to yeah. always put himself there. And That's whether or not point. whether or not that was like just insecurity or like job security, I don't know. But that's interesting. That's a really good point. Yeah, I, I never thought of it that way. But yeah, Bam is in, he's he's there in the background, at least in the background of everybody's thing, you know, no matter what it is. Even if it's like, even if it was like a solo thing, like when, when Rab was running down the street shitting his pants, you know, it's just, and at the end of that bit, Bam was, was there, you know, he was the one talking to Rab and saying like, why, like, this is why, like, he, he was always there talking to somebody or talking to the person who did the bit. Dude. He's always a part of everything. That's crazy. Totally right. That's You're totally right. And then and then like like when when uh, when Deco and, and Dunn get into it and CQY2K and D, there's like for, there's an first of all there's, it's the first time we've actually seen somebody poop. Oh, in the when they're in Iceland. There he's pooping. Oh, he's pooping in a toilet first and Deco's pooping and then he gets his poop and he wipes it on Dunn's face when he's sleeping. Yeah. He wipes it on his fucking mouth. Tyler, he <laughs> wipes poop on his mouth and then he wipes on his ear. <laughs> and then, but but like that's between Deco and Dunn. But Bam is the one filming. Bam's the one holding the camera. Bam is there, yeah. And then Bam, and then, remember Bam suggests that Dunn wipes jelly on Deco's face. You should get him back by wiping jelly on his face. Jelly on his face. And Dunn's like, "What the fuck, jelly?" So then he just pees on Deco's face, like as he's sleeping, like sleeping. pees in his mouth. Oh my god. <laughs> and then and then even after that, when they're in the car, when Deco's driving the car, and, and Ryan's in the front, and then Bam's in the back filming them, and they're talking about it. They're like, that's fucked up that you did that. And they're like, well, it's fucked up that you did that. That's why I retaliated. Like, Bam is just there. Bam is there filming it. Inserting like, himself everywhere. Yeah. That's wild. I've never thought about that. Smart. So wild. Or very insecure. I think it's both. <laughs> More so insecurity, but. Dude, CQI2K yeah, is so fucking funny. Remember in the beginning when they're like fucking hitting the football? On the oncoming cars, like kicking it. Oh, dude, it's so, like dude, that's punting some shit. it. Oh dude, my god, I, some shit I did as a kid, throwing shit at cars when they're driving by. I would never, but yeah, I never, I never waited for the outcome. They they sat there and waited. Like, oh, oh yeah, I'm the, so yeah. sorry. That you're right. Yeah, we, we used to uh, run in front of those. Run. The, yeah, we used to run in the street and throw oranges at the oncoming bus and then take off when the bus stops. Because yeah, we used to throw grapefruits and shit in the cars. And never, yeah. never fucking wait around. Oh, the one guy exactly. stops. One guy stops. Oh my god! One guy fucking stops after his car gets hit, and he's like, has his like his, his polo shirt tucked into his little khaki shorts, <laughs> and he's like, "Dude, it's a fucking brand new car." And Bam's like, "Bro, it's '96." Bam's <laughs> like fucking sick, fucking sixteen or eighteen years old. He's like, "It's a '96." Like you don't even drive. <laughs> oh my god. Good stuff. Oh my god. Those fucking videos are so good. They're so bad. And then, oh my god, there was one I was. I just had it. I just 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 thinking about it, but now I totally forgot. It's so funny. Seek YTK. Like well, just like oh, the, like the the body ones where they were throwing like the fake body off the bridge. Dude, that's so the cars. bad. That's fucked. Like we would never. We, we did a lot of stupid shit growing up, but we would never go that far. Like no, we, that's no. that's bad. Like we, we did cardboard kitty. That was probably the closest we got. To like throw in the body, the fake body. Yeah, but the, like yeah, that wasn't. Yeah, cardboard yeah. kitty was was wasn't very good. Like, cardboard was, kitty was that bad. was a stationary object. Two oncoming cards. We didn't throw anything at. Yeah, cars. we didn't throw. Yeah, the saran. Well, you never did the saran wrap with us. Uh-uh. I don't think right. Where we we would put the saran. We would we do like a residential street, and then we would wrap saran wrap around a bunch of times around two trees, cross going across the street. 
So at night, cars would come up with their headlights and it would look at first glance, it would seem like a car was coming toward you because the reflection of the of the headlights. Perfect. And then cars would like stop and then they wouldn't know what to do because they can't go around the saran wrap. So then they would start going slowly into the saran wrap and it would get <laughs> really loud. And then it would just and then they wouldn't know what to do. And then all of a sudden it would just like snap and be super fucking loud. And then the cars would like peel out because they'd be super mad. <laughs> it was we used to do that shit in a uh, me and my friend John and a couple other neighborhood kids would do that shit. Inspired by CKY and Jackass. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. Even though they never did that, but it's just like it was something we thought of and we're like, oh, this would be funny in the vein of Jackass. Did that, that rab, when, when he run poops, do you remember him saying he ate 18 X-Lax? The boxer, <laughs> you should be eating two. two. <laughs> They're like, eight. but and like Bam was like, dude, how many did you eat? He's like, 18. Like, what are you doing? You're going to fucking poop your intestines out or something. Oh, my God. So bad. So funny. How's it going? CQY2 and CQY4 are my my faves. Four, I didn't really care for that much because it it got too, it got too Viva La Bam and it was, it was just less Tico. But two, two was my favorite. It was definitely my favorite. And then like when Bam skates on top of the trains, like that's so cool. Yeah. And he's like hopping, yeah. he's like alling over the cars. That's so <laughs> rad. It's it's so cool. I don't remember what CKY it was in, but where Bam uh he jumps from one bed one truck bed to the other. That was four. Fast. Was it four? Yeah. That was that was wild. And the, even after he does it, you could just see the relief in his face. Like, I can't believe I just did that. Well, they put a pillow back there, too. There's an entire body pillow back That's there. That's true, yeah. That yeah. way he can just, like, fling his body to ensure that no matter what, he makes that jump. Because he's <laughs> dead if he doesn't make that jump. Oh, he's fucked, yeah. <laughs> oh, and then what was it? I think it might have been two. Maybe it was it was, it was CKY2, I think, where... where the <laughs> They're driving like a pickup truck and they're driving on like some rural road and there's, it's like a hill and then they get all that air. Remember that? that they're, CKY, they're in the back it? of the truck? No, no, they're driving the truck and they're just hauling ass down this road and there's like a, like it go, it's like a downhill, but they get so much, they're going so fast that they get a bunch of air going off of it and it was like too much for them. You don't remember that? Is that, is, is that after that happens, they screech and then like, they kind of like stop they slow roll by the camera and there's like fucking cracking up laughing and they drive away. I think so. Yeah. 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 I, I, so that, I think that was CQI. F- was it four, four or two K, but it was a car. It was like a, one of those old ass, like huge sedans, like the okay, wood paneling I ones. I it was a truck. It was a okay. fucking big car. Like one of those old big ass fucking cars. From like the wagons. Yeah. But oh yeah, that God. was, yeah, yeah. It's like a front view, right? And they're coming. You can clearly yeah, yeah. see them get air and, they slam down the tires screech and the bumper bottoms out, and like you, like you can see they're kind of scared, but they're laughing so hard. <laughs> oh my god, dude, it's so fucking funny. dude. CKY four is so good. That's okay. First of all, the football kick to Rayon's face when he's saying like eating cereal. Oh, he, he has the, he has like the coffee. <laughs> yeah, he kicks the ball and it hits him so hard in the face. Poor guy. And then Deco is in full football gear too when he kicks it. <laughs> Fucking cleats and everything. And that's and that's like when you when, when Rab fully goes into the Kiki mode. Like that's that's yeah, full yeah. on Kiki. Kiki don't like Times Square. <laughs> <laughs> like the way the way his lips 
felt like super close, but like elongated horizontally across his cheeks. Oh my god, it's so funny. He doesn't like Times Square. The way he says squail. <laughs> oh my god, these videos are so stupid. Oh man, dude, Dunn oh, gets Dunn gets fucked up in CKY four though, because first of all, he crashes the car just straight up into the tree. Remember? Yeah, into the, yeah, he does. That's bad. That was that was a gnarly accident, and, and it's so sad considering that's how he died. Yeah, fuck. And, and then and then they push him off the roof, and then you you can hear him like <laughs> slam into the ground. And he says, "Oh my all god!" The knocked out of him. He says, "Oh and my then, god, my poor goddamn spine." <laughs> and then Bam, and then Bam replays the. Him hitting the ground like over and over and over. Yeah, again. you got to. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> That's then, a- then, well, the 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 scene right before that is when when uh, Bam's girlfriend Jen was in in the in the container, and then <laughs> and then Deco is doing the pussy <laughs> thing. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> the shit we fucking do all the time. Oh, I love up. it. Such a such a like his, his presentation of it is just so good. I can't hear you, pussy. <laughs> God, he's so fucking funny, dude. That's when one so Rab shits on the window with the people eating inside. Yeah, that was that was brutal. I, dude, there's like, like rewatching some of this stuff. I just like, dude, you're going to jail for that, bro. Like, you're going yeah, to jail. They got so lucky uh, a lot of those times. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> I love him. I love him so much. And then Phil falls into the hole when he mows his lawn. They they dig that fucking hole. Yeah. It takes them like eight hours to dig the hole. And then they're like questioning, like, is this even worth it? <laughs> what a champ, dude. Phil's such a champ. He really is. Phil, oh, dude, he's so funny. He never really says anything. He he never gets mad. He's He was, never got mad, ever. Like even, I think it was CKY3 when, when th- it was really fucked up when it was like 2 a.m. And, and Bam goes into the room and pees on Phil when he's sleeping. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. I just, dude, that is so disrespectful. Well, the, the and whole Phil doesn't even do anything. And he constantly like, hit him and calls him fat and like, yeah, it's just like clearly you have a guy here that is that like has so much love for his kid that he he'll let him do like whatever he wants. And Jess never acted like that on camera. I guess he never acted like that. Yeah, never. Yeah, that's why. Like I said, it was so heartbreaking. CQI four when you see Bam and like Phil wrestling and Bam's just like laughing and it's just like that that child innocence and. Like mm-hmm. father and son thing, it's just it was truly heartbreaking. And seeing where Bam is now, and how powerless Phil and April probably feel, and probably oh, yeah. how like guilty they feel too from all the the years that they put up with Bam, hoping that he'd make it big, and then he did make it big, but then they realized that they should have done it to begin with because it made him a horrible person. That's really woof. It's really rough. All yeah, see, right. my videos are good. The Haggard movie, fucking trash. So don't. I didn't watch even bother it. with it. I didn't bother with that or, or Ming Hangs. I, I didn't buy I just, I, after after I spent ten minutes on Haggard, and after that was over, I I, I was like I'm not even gonna fuck with that one. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't because Haggard was I like an actual attempt at making a movie, and they were all trying to act, and it was fucking terrible. Yeah, that just sounds terrible. That sounds so bad. Ugh. Yeah. All right. You know, all right. So so we got anything else on Narkill or or anything like that? Nah, we're good. We, I mean, like yeah. I said, this was going to be a, a CQI overall arcing storyline rather than just a Narkill thing. Yeah, definitely. It, it, it's definitely that too. So, and uh, we 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 did uh, it, right. kid. All right, so so we let, let let's um let's rate the album. Uh, so we have a three point rating system where three is a perfect album, 
two is a good album you're going to continue to listen to one is a bad album but you should give it a shot and zero is a trash fire so what are your final thoughts and what is your rating on this my final thoughts are I, I still really, really enjoy the CKY lore. I enjoyed CKY more than I did Jackass, as much as I love Jackass. I, uh, I, I, CKY is just what I, I did first, what I saw first, what inspired me and, and, and you know friends of the pod, Joe and Ronald, to do stupid stunts in the Buena Park area. And mm-hmm. it was like CKY. That's what, that's what started it all. And Narkill was was like the first real... Besides Alan Sherman, Nar- Narkill was like the first joke thing I ever heard, and I, I, I still thoroughly enjoy it. It's a parody. It's a, it's a joke. Mm-hmm. So, like, subjectively, I, I would give it a three because there's a lot of nostalgia attached to it. It's great. But if I'm, if I'm truly being objective on the pod here, then okay. I'd, uh, I'd give it a three because it's fucking perfect. I don't give a <laughs> fuck. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, you got me. You got me on that one. <laughs> All right, then. My uh, my my final thoughts. Uh, I was introduced to CKY because of Jackass, and I mean Jackass started it all for me. And then you know discovering that that they're two wildly different en- entities, and what went on with CKY, and and finding out that Deco was like the true brains behind it all. It, it just blew my mind, and then becoming friends with Annie and then her introducing me to, to Narkill and it just, that was it. It was just, it's so good. I mean, my, my nostalgia and my just love for, for CKY and this, the stupidity of it all. It just, it's unmatched. So it, it, it's never got old. I've watched these CKY videos countless times, jackass countless times. It's never got old for me. And, uh, and I mean, I'm, gonna agree with you this is a perfect this is perfect objectively <laughs> subjectively this is it's it, it's unmatched it is so fucking good and so funny and so of its time yeah it's offensive at points but most music and most shit we consume media wise it's all of its time and a lot of it is racist or whatever you know everything is offensive to somebody especially if it was made prior to 2010 so yeah. i mean yeah. the way she goes it's the it way is goes. what it is right no, it's not. It is what it is. It's huh. the way she goes. So, um, yeah, perfect three. This is great. Narkill is fantastic. So, you got anything else or what? No, that's uh, that's it. That's all, kid. That's all I got. We pretty much did it all. Yeah, we did. So, thank you all for listening. Um, go to Apple Podcasts, wherever you can rate and review the podcast. Go do that. Give us five stars because that, that would mean the most. Uh, go follow us on social media at Ask Night Radio. Thank you again for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode because it's uh, it's probably going to be good. So, yeah, go do that. And that's it. And uh, that's all. Mm-hmm. There, he's pooping. Oh, he's pooping in a toilet first. And Digo's pooping. And then he gets his poop and he wipes on Dunn's face when he's sleeping. Yeah. He wipes it on his fucking mouth. Tyler, he wipes poop on his mouth. And that's like when you when, when Rab fully goes into the Kiki mode. Like that's that's yeah, full yeah. on Kiki. Kiki don't like Times Square. <laughs> <laughs>